Welcome to Healthy by Choice, a broadcast designed to bring powerful healing into your life today. Gaining and maintaining optimum health is possible at any age. That's what thousands are learning at CHIP, the complete health improvement program offered across the country and around the world. You can learn more at chiphealth.com. But now, get ready to enjoy some proven results and priceless benefits. I'm your Healthy by Choice host, Charles Mills. The dictionary defines the word epigenetics as the study of changes in gene expression caused by mechanisms other than changes in the underlying DNA sequence. (laughs) What exactly does that mean? Should we care? What's that got to do with us? Gene expression drives our ability or inability to build and maintain optimum health. But are we victims of our genes? Just because there's heart disease or mental illness in our family, does that mean we're destined to suffer from those conditions? Let's talk with someone who has made an in-depth study of these questions. Dr. John Kelly is medical director of the Rocky Mount Lifestyle Health Center in Virginia and founding president of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine in Loma Linda, California. Besides being a medical doctor, he earned a Master of Public Health and Epidemiology. So what he says to us today carries with it many years of study and observation. Dr. Kelly, welcome to Healthy by Choice. It's good to be with you, Charles. Thanks for having me. Let's begin with the basics. Our genes have become the scapegoat of medicine today. It's hereditary, we're told. You may as well resign yourself to what's going to happen to you because your genes are in charge. Dr. Kelly, what's right and what's wrong with that concept? You know, the idea that lifestyle changes can prevent disease is pretty intuitive. I mean, most folks would agree, sure, if I avoid this or that or do this or that, it may change my future health. But the thing that has really been revolutionary in medicine involving uh, lifestyle epigenetics has been the recognition from science that lifestyle change can also reverse disease, Hmm. Charles. And so for some time it was uh, controversial. We couldn't uh, understand how this could be because, after all, we're born with the genes, with the DNA from uh, half of our chromosomes from mom, half from dad, and that's the way it is. In fact, there was uh, a few years ago, it wasn't that long ago, that geneticists were saying that really everything about us is pre-programmed. And uh, what we have learned now is the epigenome is another part of the chromosomes that we inherit. Only about 50% of the chromosome that we get from mom and dad is DNA. Did you know that? I did not know that, no. About half of it, by weight, is actually not DNA. It's what we now know are the switches, the epigenome, or the portion of the chromosome that controls the expression of the genes in the DNA. So really, it is true that we cannot change our underlying DNA sequence. That is, at birth or at conception, we might say, is fixed. But what has become so exciting is geneticists have begun to really start to unravel the human genome. You know, this was first uh, sequence just over a right, decade ago. Right, yeah. The great hope was that with now that we know all the genes, uh, there was, there's about 25,000 uh, genes in hu- human genome, we could start to sort these things out and see which ones cause which problems and so on. And it has turned out that the genome is more like
material, the epigenome is actually in control. It would be, to use an analogy, um, uh, is the genome or the DNA sequence is like the thoroughbred racing horse, mm-hmm. okay, that the, when you're a jockey riding the horse, you can't run for the horse, but <laughs> the jockey does have control of the horse, guiding the horse as to the path to take as well as when to run, uh, you know, all out and when to hold back, etc. So the epigenome is like the jockey writing the DNA genes. You mentioned that I work at the Rocky Mountain Lifestyle Health Center. I'm a lifestyle medicine specialist. This is my chosen practice field. So I, I use lifestyle change to treat chronic disease. And uh, every time I share with a new group of patients or with doctors when I give talks around the country about the amount of risk reduction, the reversal of diabetes and of heart disease with lifestyle change, almost always there's a few in the audience that say, yes, Dr. Kelly, uh, you don't understand. I inherited diabetes. It's my grandparents had it, my parents, and, and I've got it. But do you know we inherit something more than just chromosomes from our parents. We inherit lifestyle preferences. There's hardly anyone that, uh, any woman that hasn't married some uh, fella and found out at some point there was a favorite dish that his mom <laughs> used to make. <laughs> Honey, can you, can yes. you get that recipe for mom and learn how to do that? I just love that. So my point is, we do. We inherit lifestyle preferences, dietary preferences, exercise, or non-exercise. And so we inherit lifestyle choices as well as our DNA. And what we have learned is that every gene has to have an on and off switch. Think about this just a moment. When we are born, as I said earlier, we get half of the chromosomes from mom, half from dad. And then those two cells, that, that egg and that sperm, came together and formed a single cell called a zygote, that cell began to develop, and it multiplied by dividing, right? It Mm -hmm. became two cells. Each of those became two. Every cell becomes two until nine months later we were born uh, a happy baby. Now, the question I have is if every cell in that baby came from the same first cell, Mm. then every cell in that baby's body has the same DNA, the same genes. And so that means that there's all the genes for a liver in my ear. (laughs) But fortunately, those genes are turned off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Only only the ear genes have been turned on at the proper time and on and off. It's actually not a single on-off uh, switch is we now are learning it's more like an orchestra yes. where the genes are being turned on and off at the right time and for the right amount of time to cause the cells to become an ear or the cells uh, in my liver to become a liver. And so the key thought here for us as laymen is to realize that every gene uh, in our DNA has one or more switches, yeah. our gas pedal brake pedal. It might be better because it's sort of like an adjustable switch, not just an on-off, like a light switch. And the concept, of course, that those switches are on-off and we don't have them all on is 
we don't have someone who has every other hair blonde and the other every hair red. It's like our, our DNA chooses which of the characteristics from the mom, which of the characteristics from the dad, it wants to manifest. And so that expression takes place. So there is some on and off happening even from the very beginning, you're saying? Oh, absolutely. In fact, what's really uh, uh, remarkable about this is to realize that when we, when we inherited the chromosomes, they came with switches. Mm-hmm. And what do we know about a switch? A switch is on or off. It yes, has a, it's, yes. a, it's in a setting. Yeah. Studies have been done showing that the switch setting in the grandparents uh-huh. is affecting disease in uh, the grandchildren. Really? So, but think about this a moment. The fact is that the egg from which you and I, every person came, which formed in our mother's mm-hmm. ovary, mm-hmm. okay, it formed while she was still in her, her mother's womb. Yes. Because the eggs are formed in the female ovary in the first few months of, of gestation. And even before my mother was born, the egg from which I came was formed in her ovary. So that means that the switch settings on those genes had some determinant from my grandmother. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there is a multi-generational effect. Here's the thing. While the DNA sequence cannot be changed, the epigenome is the go-between, the interface between the environment and our DNA. So the, the DNA cannot change, but the epigenetic switches are continually being affected or modulated by our environment, which includes our, our uh, unchosen environment. Okay, we may not choose, for example, to be in a flood or, or to be uh, exposed to some toxin, but most of this, the, our environment is voluntary. We, we choose our lifestyle, we choose our diet, we choose our, our exercise routines, etc. And the exciting thing is that um, we can change the switch settings. It's been shown. Studies have been done where they have mice that had um, been engineered to get disease so we could study human disease in a mouse model. Mm -hmm. And by feeding the mother while she was pregnant, they were able to feed a pregnant mother with a diet that changed the switch settings and actually turned off the switches on the genes that produced the disease that had been engineered into the mouse. This is called an agouti mouse. Mm-hmm. And those, those changes were transgenerational, meaning the impact of the diet fed the mother during pregnancy was evident for three to four generations in the offspring in a beneficial way, eliminating wow. the effect of those harmful genes. And I would assume if it was in a beneficial way, it would also hold true if it was in a detrimental way. Yes. That is true. An example is um, it's been shown now that smoking, uh, remarkably, in, in males, affects the grandsons. Uh, so that it seems to be the effect is even more pronounced in the grandson than in the son. Mm-hmm. And, and this proves to us that, that the switches are not only coming from the mother and the, and the egg, but they're also coming from things that uh, the father chooses to do. So, yes, these detrimental effects, they're in the switches. The DNA is not changed, but the switch settings are affected. Now, the good news is, Charles, that, that even if I inherited, let's say I don't even know my parents, maybe uh, I don't know who my biological parents are, and so I don't know what switch settings I may have inherited, my lifestyle choices can largely alter even the switch settings that I was born with, so that my choices 
for good choices. I can improve the switch settings. I can, I can reduce my risk of, of any harmful genes I have being expressed mm-hmm. during my lifetime. Or if I um, have been, let's say, been born to very healthy-minded, uh, conscientious parents, uh, but then I go and become a profligate like the uh, prodigal son. Yes. I'm going to, believe me, the prodigal son uh, had some different switch settings on the genes <laughs> after that lifestyle he lived uh, before he returned back to his father's home. That is amazing. That is amazing. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, more with Dr. John Kelly on the subject of epigenetics. This is important for us to know because it affects how we look at our own health and the decisions we make really do affect our health. Healthy by Choice is the name of this program, and Healthy by Choice is the way it is in the real world for every one of us. So more with Dr. Kelly on our return, so stay right where you are. I felt that I was living a healthy lifestyle, but I was starting to uh, have a few problems that I attributed to aging. I did not consider myself obese, but I had gained 40 pounds over a period of about 25 years. My cholesterol was raising, my blood pressure was beginning to creep up, I was on medication, a series of medications for lowering my cholesterol, but the condition that affected my lifestyle the most was the osteoarthritis in my knees. I had very limited mobility and limited range of motion, constant pain, and this was affecting the interaction with my grandchildren. When I first began making changes through the CHIP program, pounds began to melt off right away. Inflammation and other symptoms of my osteoarthritis in my knees just disappeared. I was able to eliminate medication that I was taking for cholesterol. I felt so much better, had so much energy, and I truly believe I was healthier than I was in my 40s. CHIP has given me a second chance for an active life and a long life. I'm really looking forward to being an active part of my grandchildren's lives as they grow, and I've chosen to be healthy for the rest of my life. Are you ready to be healthy for the rest of your life? Visit chiphealth.com to begin your journey. Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Charles Mills. I'm here with Dr. John Kelly. He is the medical director of the Rocky Mount Lifestyle Center in Virginia and a founding president of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine in Loma Linda, California. He has made a study of epigenetics, and he is telling us today that we are not necessarily tied in to what our grandparents and our parents give us. We will be tied in, of course, if we don't make any changes in our lives, but we can make changes. Now, Dr. Kelly, before we go any further, i got to ask you this. There is a move afoot in science right now that if we can understand the genes, we can go in and surgically alter a particular problem gene so that that issue will not bother us. What is your take on this? Is this the route for us to go? Well, you know, that holds a lot of promise. This idea that um, something like, say, sickle cell disease, which Mm -hmm. is caused by a single difference, a single mistake, I would call it, in the DNA sequence, and how wonderful it would be if um, we could eliminate some of these genetic diseases, uh, Huntington's, Korea, and others that are just clearly the result of a mistake in the DNA sequence. Mm -hmm. 
But, you know, Charles, what's really interesting is that the vast majority of diseases, even um, sickle cell disease, Huntington's chorea, if it's in your family, it's very prevalent in your life. But for the population as a whole, those are pretty minor conditions. Mm-hmm. But the ones that are more, what, over three-quarters, I think, now of Americans overweight and obese, we have a, a diabetes epidemic sweeping the world, not just the U.S. And the fact is that even as exciting as those prospects are of DNA correction, that holds very little promise at this point for fixing these major uh, epidemics because they are caused more by the epigenome than they are by the genome. And it turns out that while that technology you're talking about and is something I think that does hold promise and is uh, we should continue to to advance and learn how to do that because it will help in some of these uh, more rare conditions. Mm-hmm. Right now we know that it's not a single gene, it's hundreds, maybe thousands mm-hmm. of genes that are involved in diabetes, heart disease, obesity, etc. And so I do think that's a good thing, and I'm looking forward to, in the future, this this science developing. But to give the impression that that's going to hold the key to our major diseases, that's false. In fact, do you know, uh, they call it, there's something called personalized medicine. This is a concept that by looking at the variations in our DNA, sort of like the the DNA test that we do that we can tell one person from another because of the differences in our DNA, the idea is that these differences can help doctors in the future to prescribe just the right medicines or the right treatment. There is some promise there, but it's been now discovered that we have much more we can do by changing the epigenetics than by changing the DNA. Because we see, you know, high-profile people, oh, my, my mother, my grandmother has, has breast cancer, so I'm going to remove my breasts here because I don't want to get this problem, and it, it, it scares people, and we want to know what to do about this. Yes, the risk, even of something like that, Charles, has been shown that we can reduce the risk of genetic disease expression by a healthy lifestyle. We do not yet have proof that I'm aware of in any study looking at how much risk you can reduce for the BRCA mutation. I do know that, for example, exercise has been shown to reduce the risk of recurrence of breast cancer by about 50%. You can cut the risk of having the, you know, recur by regular exercise, but I have not seen any studies looking at this specifically in the BRCA1 uh, mutation. Mm-hmm. One thing I would want to mention is that the potential, what's happening in the field of genetics is that it's now being recognized that epigenetics or the, the switch settings have more potential for benefit to mankind probably than our thinking that we could change the DNA itself. Mm. Now, it is true in a case like BRCA1 or the uh, sickle cell disease, Huntington's Korea, that changing the DNA sequence could solve the problem because it is a single mutation type of disease. Right. But, as I said earlier, the majority of the diseases are not that simple. There are many genes being expressed, and there's not exactly a DNA mutation causing it. It's more a an inappropriate expression of normal genes. Uh, I'll call them healthy. So 
But the the, the mushrooming um, interest in this is remarkable to me. I have in the last uh, month seen three popular journals with articles on epigenetics. So we, what's what's happening is the epigenetics is really. Uh, mushrooming because when the human genome was sequenced, we thought it was going to be a simple uh, matching process. What we've learned now is that uh, the wiring, if you will, the wiring between the, the genes and our healthy or unhealthy bodies is very complex. The wiring is more complicated, shall we say, than the battery. Uh, if you think of the DNA as the battery powering right. our health. One scientist said this is orders of magnitude more complicated than the uh, human genome was. Mm-hmm. So, so we kind of anticipate this taking a few more decades to unravel. And who knows, perhaps we may find another level of complexity yes. on top of that. Yes. We're talking with John Kelly. He is the uh, medical director of the Rocky Mount Lifestyle Health Center in Virginia. And he has made a study of what's called epigenetics. And you are telling us that we have the power in us, in the choices that we make, in affecting what our genes do by turning them on and off. Now, of course, we've talked with uh, Dr. Campbell on this program several times, and he has mentioned that he discovered that there is an element in cow's milk that has that kind of power. Is that what we're talking about? Is that what you are trying to say, that there are things we put in our bodies that actually affect the expression of our genes? Oh, absolutely. In fact, the most powerful way to change switch settings that we know is with food. Hmm. Food has more impact, changes more switch settings in a more powerful way than than anything else that we've become aware of. Yes, Dr. Campbell has a book out, a new book called Whole, which is a wonderful uh, resource, and I love how he has really pulled all the pieces together to show that healthy lifestyle choices can alter thousands of gene switches in a good way if we make healthy choices or in a bad way. The thing that he mentioned, um, you were just saying, he discovered in cow's milk, casein, this protein, it is clear that that single protein or that single nutrient, shall we say, is capable of altering the switch settings that affect the growth of cancer in our cells. And the The thing that we have not yet discovered, um, as far as I'm aware, there's no research been published yet on which switches exactly are involved, Charles. But it is clear now that that is how it happens because his research, he was able to give the cow's milk to mice that had or animals that had cancer and and the cancer growth would increase. It would turn up and make the cancer uh, grow much faster, take it away, replace it with plant nutrients, and instead the cancer would go into remission, as we call it, or stop growing. So clearly, and you know, people have wondered how fast, how fast can these switches change if you make a change? You know, people would say, well, you have to live healthy for years to benefits to show. Do you know, research has been published recently showing that in 20 minutes, exercise can change gene switch settings in a positive way. 20 minutes. Well, you know, that just really is encouraging because 
we don't like sitting around waiting for something to happen. We want something to happen now. And apparently, our bodies are ready to respond. They're eager to respond very quickly when we start making healthy choices. And 20 minutes, I can wait 20 minutes for something good to happen. And there may be even things that happen faster than that. I know for sure that when we are sick, when we are not feeling well, we want to get well fast. We want things to happen fast. So it sounds like you're telling me that one of the fastest ways of reversing all this stuff is for us to start making healthy choices. I'm on the right track here? Absolutely. For years, I worked with smoking cessation, and, and the studies show that within 24 hours after a person smokes their last cigarette, uh-huh. within 24 hours, Charles, their risk of death from sudden heart disease is cut in half. My. We've now shown um, uh, Dr. Robert Vogel at uh, Johns Hopkins has shown that eating a high-fat convenience meal, fast food meal, like a burger yeah. and fries, changes within hours. With, I believe it was uh, in less than two hours. Changes the pliability of our arteries, which makes them more stiff and increases our blood pressure, makes us more likely to have stroke and heart disease. So these things that we used to, we used to think were, you know, long term, you have, you know, it takes a lifetime. No, you're right. We, we can start reversing our diseases like diabetes, obesity, heart disease, cancer in matter of minutes to hours when we start making healthy choices. Let's really bring this home now, uh, Dr. John Kelly. If I want to turn off the bad switches in my body, and if I want to turn on the good switches in my body today, today, during the next 24 hours, what should I do? The first thing is to start getting a whole plant diet. You eat more whole plant foods. Mm-hmm. A long discussion could be had as to exactly which ones. That depends on your diet. Yeah. Second thing is get adequate amounts of restful sleep. Yeah. They recently published showing that sleep may change as many as 700 genes from lack of sleep in a negative way. And, and probably third would be regular, moderate activity. All three of those things... And I know it sounds like, well, this is what we've heard all along. Yes, it is. What we're now finding is that genetics and epigenetics is revealing to us why these healthy lifestyles are so effective and showing us that they have their benefits within minutes to hours. Within 24 hours, you can start improving health uh, by making these simple changes. Well, that is good news because those of us who are in a hurry, us type A behavior people, guess what? Your body, our bodies are eager to do what is right for us. Our bodies are eager to heal the diseases we carry. Our bodies are eager to turn around the brain fog that we are under because of bad habits, our inability to think. Our bodies are eager, ready, and primed to make those changes. And all we need to do, according to Dr. John Kelly today, is move over to that whole food plant-based diet to get adequate rest and to exercise, to get the blood flowing in our body. This sounds vaguely familiar to any Christian. That's exactly what God made available to us in Eden. 
fresh air, sunshine, exercise, good food, a whole day a week to rest, and a relationship with him that is stress-reducing. Sounds like Eden had the right idea, Dr. Kelly. I think he gave us an ideal lifestyle plan right there. (laughs) All right, there you go. God's health laws were in place then, and they can be again if we want to be healthy by choice. Dr. John Kelly, Medical Director of the Rocky Mount Lifestyle Health Center in Virginia, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate your words of wisdom today. Thank you for having me, Charles. And listener, we invite you to the website, the Complete Health Improvement Program's website, chiphealth.com. There you can find information about all areas of health, uh, recipes for those good foods, how to exercise correctly, and things you can do to improve the sleep. As Dr. Kelly says, we need those three things. That's all at chiphealth.com. Check it out. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. John Kelly and inviting you to be healthy by choice. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about Healthy by Choice, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651. You can also email us through our website at 3abn.org. 3ABN.org.